I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. Welcome back to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Mike Watts. And I'm Kate Northrup. And we're really excited that you're back. So today, we are going to dive into our most successful lunch that we just did a couple months ago. Last episode, if you didn't catch that, we talked about what a launch is and what are the five key ingredients that you need to consider before launching something into the world. And in this episode, we are going to tell you what we launched and exactly how we did it. So this was for a course that we have called the Money Love Course. And this course is a deeper dive into the material in my book, Money, A Love Story, and it helps people to get a better mindset around their money and then learn how to make more money, how to get out of debt in a way that actually feels good, and then how to become a masterful money manager. It's an online course delivered in four modules, and we launched it in August. So there were a couple different aspects to the launch. Mike, do you want to talk about what the different things were that we used? Sure. This was actually a course that was created originally in 2013, right? Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was right it before was. your book came yep. out. So Kate's book came out, Money, A Love Story, September 10th of 2013 was the official like birth date of the book. And we launched this course before the book came out because people kept asking about information regarding the book or tools and techniques they could use as it was getting closer to the book launch. So we decided to go ahead and actually put a course together. So it's been, this is now the fourth time we have brought it to the market. And then we took two years off, I believe. Is that right? So we took two years off between the last time it was sold and then recently this time. So it was just like other things we were doing. We were working on focusing in different directions, like having a wedding and having a baby. And then it didn't feel right, right? It felt right this time to bring it back out and to launch it all over again. So we wanted to do something a little bit different here. Every time we do something, we bring a new product to the market or for instance, like Kate's poster or the audiobook. We try to do it our style. So really bringing it down to what feels good for us. So the number one thing we've heard a lot about and that's been successful for us in the past is having webinars. Why are webinars successful? This is for a whole other podcast to talk about. But one of the biggest things is that the way we do webinars is we teach a lot of content for about 50 minutes. So it's like going to a mini class. And then if somebody wants to learn more after the webinar, there's usually a product or service that someone could purchase if they desire to go a little bit deeper into their business or life, depending on what it is. So with these webinars, we wanted to really change the game with that. And we actually went through Amy Porterfield's, her webinar course. Called Webinars That Convert. Webinars That Convert. And then we restructured the way we bring the webinar or go through the webinar and they convert and it really, really works. So that was super cool. One aspect of that, we're high supporters of Amy Porterfield of anything that she does. We love Amy. She's an awesome teacher and such rich content. Yes. Great teacher. Plus a good friend. Yes. Very good friend. And then also, yeah, just a great teacher. She's a really good teacher. And she's a great teacher. Great teacher. We should say that one more time. <laughs> Amy Porterfield is a great teacher. But we basically wanted to do it. One of the things that we felt in the past is a little bit stressed out around launches. So we wanted to also create something where we don't have to do all the work, where we have people that are on our team that kind of do this aspect as well. So we actually, for the first time, I was more of the 
guider during this process. And we had Bonnie, who was our project manager, who really worked through the structure of this. So the past course has always been live webinar that Kate has taught. So you sign up for the Money Love course, and then you get four live webinars with Kate. And then we did a bonus session that was just Kate and myself, how to talk to your honey about money. And then we would do that live as well. So it was technically five live webinars. This time, Kate re-recorded and pre-recorded all of the content for this course. So it's actually recorded content that was delivered, which was a big change when we decided to launch this and bring it to the market. And then how did we actually promote this course? So and Kate can dive more in the specifics of the calendar of what it looked like. But we delivered this via... Kate did some Facebook Lives during this launch time. We created graphics to promote the webinars. So we ended up doing three total webinars. One was at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The other one was at 12 p.m. So that way... It gave folks here in the United States that could make the 8 a.m. or on this time zone. And then the 12 o'clock is great for folks overseas. So Australia, New Zealand, it's more along their timeline. So instead of being you know, early in the morning or ever, the different time zones. Because we operate in an international business and we have one world, it's global, we all work on different times and different days. And I was going to say some political comment there about how Please some don't. people in our current political society don't believe that there's anybody else in the world besides us. But anyway, that's a whole nother topic. So <laughs> not a political podcast, not a political podcast. Anyway, so then we delivered via webinars. We had emails, follow up sequences that were built out through this and then also Facebook lives and then graphic utilizing Facebook, social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and some Twitter action. Because Kate has a good following on all three of those. Yeah. So just to lay out exactly what the launch was, we started on Tuesday, August 2nd, and we completed the launch on Friday, August 19th. So there were activities going on through that entire time. So on Tuesday, August 2nd, we sent out an email to our entire list, inviting them to the first webinar. And it was called, it was for surprising strategies yes. for eliminating your debt. That's, That's what correct. it was called. And so we invited people. And let, this is just like insider tip here. The reason I came up with that title is because about two weeks prior, I had asked my Facebook community and also the people in our money love group. It's the money, a love story, Facebook group that anyone can join what their biggest money challenge was. And so many people said it was debt. And so I was like, great. Well, that seems to be the number one thing. This was not a scientific study, but enough. I could read the trends and like more people said debt than anything else. So I said, okay, great. I'm going to make the webinar about debt. Now the course goes into a lot more than just debt, but when you're coming up with a free thing to invite people to, you want to make sure that it's solving a problem that people are aware they actually have. Because so often we'll have an idea. And I think we've talked about this before that like, Oh, women have trouble receiving, for example. Like, I think that that's true, that women have trouble receiving, probably men as well, but I know for women. And so I had this idea way back when to create a course in receiving. But, like, nobody's thinking of sitting around being like, oh, I have trouble receiving, I need to work on that, or most people aren't. But when I polled our list, what came back was people said they never felt like they had enough, like enough time, enough money, just they weren't enough. And so I called the course a course in having enough. It was the same fundamental content that I was going to, to teach in the receiving course, but I named it something that would resonate with a problem that people are aware that they have. So same thing with the debt webinar. Okay. Then the next day, 
Wednesday, August 3rd, I sent out my usual blog and it had a mention of the webinar in kind of like the more for you to check out section at the bottom of the mailer. And then this part was really key. This really was something we learned from Amy in webinars that convert. And I never really did this before a webinar onboarding sequence. So the purpose of that was to get people on the webinar live. I never really put that much focus on that, but this was really key. So we then sent out one webinar onboarding email on Friday, the 5th, a second webinar onboarding email on Monday, the 8th, and then two webinar onboarding emails on Tuesday, the 9th. And that night was the live webinar. So the purpose of these and If you include the thank you email for when people register to the webinar, that was a total of five webinar onboarding emails telling people about why it was important to be live, you know, talking to them about their commitment to themselves. We tried out something new, which was not telling people that there was a recording just to see what would happen to get them on live. Because, you know, my mom and I were talking about this last night about webinars and telegatherings and that sort of thing. And we both agree, like... You will sign up for things. And if it says it's recorded, I'm just like, oh, okay, great. I'll listen to the recording. I don't know that I've ever listened to the recording of a webinar. (laughs) Like I just don't. And most people don't either. And so showing up live is so key. So we really talk to people about that. So while the webinar onboarding sequence was going on, also on Sunday, August 7th, we sent out a second invitation to the webinar to our entire list who had not already registered. So let me, I want to kind of just back up for a second. We're all also scan this document that we have in front of us because Kate actually wrote it out on a piece of paper and it'll be on the show notes of this podcast. So you can actually look at it there. Cause I think if we go, I like what you're sharing here and I think it's really relevant to people to understand that. But also some of you might be brand new, but Kate just mentioned something really said the second email invite sent out to her blog list. So let me just break that down for a little bit for you. We have a blog list of people that opt in at katenorthrop.com or opt in for webinars. They get added to Kate's blog list. So that's what we call our main list. That's where the majority of folks are that want to hear from Kate. So then we also have these sub lists. So if you're using email service provider, you can break out and what's the word that I'm looking for? Segment. Segment people that just want to be on the webinar and people that are just on the blog list, right? So those are called different segments. Once people register for the webinar, you can create a new group, usually within your system, that eliminates... So you could create a blog list minus webinar people. So everybody that's on that webinar list won't receive an email to that webinar minus or the blog list minus webinar. So let's just, for example, let's say you have 10,000 people on your list or 500, right? Let's just say you have 500 people on your list and you send out your first email for the webinar. All of a sudden, you'll get 100 people to sign up. So now you have 100 people on the webinar list and 500 total people on your blog list. What happens is you create a new group and then you can say, I want the blog list minus the webinar list. So that group would now have how many people? It would have 400, 400 people. people. That's segmentation. You might be starting out and be like, I am so overwhelmed. I only have 100 people on my list. Well, that's okay. What you can do is just listen as Kate's going through this. She'll explain more about how we did all of this launch. The calendar, I'll just scan this document in and then you can actually follow along, Perfect. which will be great if you desire to download that. The list segmentation, it took us a few years to really get pretty good at it and we're getting a lot better at it, which is it's key as your list grows. List segmentation is key. 
And we use Ontraport, which we really love as our autoresponder system, and it does a lot of other cool things. That may be not what you need, but if you are looking for a system, check out in the show notes because we love it. Yep. And we have a person on our team who handles Ontraport because it used to be Mike, and this is just a side learning. It drove him crazy. And I remember you saying to me, like, I don't really ever want to be in Ontraport again. <laughs> and we were like, yep. great. Okay, let's find somebody else to do that. And so I maybe. really haven't been in it. And this is, we could do this on a whole nother episode. And it's weird. To be frankly honest, it's strange. But yeah, like, it's awesome as We well. should do an episode on the space you create when you outsource and what to do with the space. Why don't we do that next time? Great. Let's write that down. I'll get a pen and paper. Okay, get a pen and paper. I'll keep going. Okay, so we did five onboarding emails for people who were invited to the webinar or who registered for the webinar. We did two invitations, direct solo emails to our list saying, come to the webinar. Oh, actually we did a third one too. So we did three total invites to the list saying, come to the webinar. We did three live webinars and we had during the process of this, my blog, like the regular Wednesday blog that comes out, came out every Wednesday. This launch covered three weeks. The first two times it had mentions of the webinar. And then the third time it had a mention of the course because we opened the cart for the course, meaning it was available for people to buy the same day that the first webinar happened. So the cart was open a week after the first webinar invite email went out. Then this was kind of cool. There was a series of five follow-up emails that people received after they came on the webinar. One was a replay of it. And then there was a series of follow-up emails that they got after that. Actually, it was six if you include the replay. So that was also really powerful that I've always done in a follow-up sequence because the thing is, psychologically, people just tend to not buy right away. Like they need to be reminded, they need to think about it. And this was a $197 course. So it's not ridiculously expensive, but it's not like an impulse buy, like, you know, $3 candy at the checkout counter. I was at Old Navy today, by the way, and now they sell candy at the checkout counter. I was like, seriously? I was kind of disgusted by that. Anyway, but it wasn't an impulse buy sort of thing. So people maybe needed to give it some thought. So that was sort of like the emails. And then we also sent out two what Amy calls sales boosters to the whole list. And so those were also emails that invited people to take the course because some people won't want to go on a webinar, but they do want to take the course. I'm one of those people. I didn't do webinars for years because I was like, webinars are dumb. I don't watch webinars. Who has time for that? I would never do that. But it turns out I'm not like most people. Most people love webinars. And once we started doing them, we were like, oh my goodness, people love this. And I actually love teaching them. It's really fun. I actually think when we ran our number, (laughs) I was still thinking about the old Navy and sugar thing. That was crazy. Uh, when we re- re-ran our numbers, <laughs> one of Kate's favorite thing is when I mispronounce words, which is all the time. So we have a good laugh all the time. That's when actually we re- known as a spoonerism. Sp- what is that? When you like have a foible with a word. What's a foible? What I just did? <laughs> a foible is like a mistake. Oh, okay. Anyway, we ran our numbers and I think 33, about a third of the list who purchased the course did not go on the webinar. Yeah. So that's really important. And so 
We gave the people on our list an opportunity to purchase the course and to let them know about it, even if they hadn't registered for the webinar. And of course, with the segmenting thing that Mike said, when we sent the sales boosters, which were direct emails to the list saying like, hey, here's this course, it's available to buy. We did not include the people who had registered for the webinars on those sales boosters list because they were already getting a series of five follow-up emails about the course. So they didn't need that. That was the deal. Just to review, it was three invitations to the big list. It was three live webinars. So three invitations to the webinar, three live webinars, a six email follow-up sequence, and two sales booster emails. Plus it was, I think I ended up doing four Facebook lives and I did them mostly right before the webinars. So I would do like a 10 minute Facebook live. Let's say the webinar was at 8 PM. I would do a little Facebook live from like 7:30 to 7:45, talking about something enticing, like the things you're doing with your money that are keeping you small. That was the topic. And then I would say, if you're interested in this and want to dive deeper, go over to katenorthup.com forward slash webinar. And I'm about to teach a whole webinar on this very topic. And I called it a workshop rather than webinar because it, it was workshoppy. There were opportunities to do exercises. So that was kind of the structure of it. And then meanwhile, Mike was running Facebook ads to the webinar. And then also... Another fun thing that we did, which really worked well, is we had a fast action bonus. So we encouraged people to come on live on the webinars, and we actually had a timer going on the final slide that like counted down 15 minutes. We offered something additional of value for people who were going to purchase right there on the webinar live. And we had that timer going during me explaining the course and during the Q&A. And I will tell you... Having that timer going <laughs> and creating authentic scarcity with time boosted our sales so much. I was like blown away by how many sales we got live on the webinars. Weren't you? Uh, yes, I was. It was phenomenal. I was blown away. I couldn't believe the amount of folks that were that excited. Uh-huh. If you want to know how to do that, just Google like how to put like an animated timer on a keynote slide or a PowerPoint slide. And I am sure there are a million tutorials on YouTube for how to do it. I did not personally do it. Our awesome friend, Joey, who usually does our slides, did it for me. Thank you, Joey. So it was awesome. And we had 700 people purchase the course and a very low refund rate, which was pretty cool. We offered a seven day refund period from the time the course went live. And we offered a bonus of four live office hour sessions with me, which were live Q and A's. So much fun. They were such a joy to do. And it was a great example of like the path of least resistance. And I'll tell you why. This was a course that I created in 2013 because people were asking for it. And because Mike was like, hello, people are asking for this. You should do this. So it was Mike's idea. And at that time I created, we sold the course before it had ever been created because it was for live webinars. So it was taught like as a live workshop basically over four weeks. And so each week before the session, I would come up with the content. I mean, I had had an outline of it, but I would really come up with the content, put the slides together and be ready to go. And then that was already done. So we did that three times live. And then this time I got to go back and look at content that I had created in 2013 and be like, you know what? 
Just because this is not brand new doesn't mean it's not relevant to people's lives. And it, it was really exciting actually to go back and teach the stuff on debt again and teach the stuff on money again and realize there are millions of people, probably billions, who very much need this material. And I had like such a kind of <laughs> personal awakening where I realized just because we have a personal brand does not mean that our customers and our audience needs to be consuming what's relevant in my daily reality. That was a huge realization here. And saying like, just because this isn't currently the lesson I'm learning right now, doesn't mean it's not the lesson other people are currently learning right now. And this is still going to be relevant 50 years from now. So that was so cool in terms of creating my own sense of freedom to be like, I can still teach and get super excited about something I created three years ago. And there's tremendous leverage in that. I think it's the path of least resistance in a good way of creating ease and being able to offer something that was already done. So overall, this launch was pretty easy because what needed to happen is all those emails needed to be written and the webinar needed to be created, but the content was solid, was done, and I re-recorded it for this launch. Yeah, so that goes back to our philosophy where we want to create something that is going to be relevant for people in like five or 10 years, where the content might change or need to be updated for the time, but overall, like we're not going to create a course on Facebook or Snapchat or something like that. So mm -hmm. that is awesome that when Kate shared that aspect of reusing the content that has already been created for the course a couple of years ago. Yeah. And the thing is, is like we have a list of tens of thousands of people and we've had, I think at this point, about 1500 go through the money love course. So the reality is a, there's 8 billion people on the planet, and B, there's a lot of like tens of thousands of more just in our community who haven't even experienced this yet. So I think that we can become addicted to busyness and this obsession with thinking we have to be churning something new out all the time, and that will keep you with your wheels spinning, and that will totally lead to burnout. So it was a great reminder for me of like, wait, we have really great stuff that a lot of our community hasn't experienced yet. Let's go with that. It's much more relaxing. Not that we won't create new stuff, but in that moment, that's what felt right. Agreed. Great. Any final words? No. I mean, let us know if you have questions regarding the launching period. You can just send us a... What's the best way to get a hold of us? Info at katenorthrup.com. Yeah. But if the, people want to ask us specific, like Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. at Kate Northrup or at Mike J. Watts. You can answer there or any of the social channels are great ways to get easy access. Easy or not access. easy access, but easy responses back. <laughs> yeah, easy access. Oh, man. Oh, boy. So thanks for listening to this episode. If you like what you're listening to, we would love for you to subscribe. So please head over to katenorthup.com forward slash subscribe and leave us a review. If you're liking what you're hearing, or honestly, if you're not liking what you're hearing, but, you know, let us know too. But primarily, if you like it, <laughs> go over to iTunes and leave a review. We read them. We love them. We love you. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Bye. Ever feel like you're constantly doing things, but aren't able to carve out the time or energy for the things that really matter to you? Mike and I want to share our top five tools for making a life, not just a living. To learn what they are, go to katenorthrup.com forward slash tools. See you on the next episode.